and stain. The Late Show crew arrested on Capitol Hill last month will not face any charges. I'm Acacia James. More money is needed to finish the Silver Line Metro to Dulles Airport. Dow Jones Industrials are up 302 points. It's 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. A heat wave is blanketing the U.S. and Europe again today. This man lives in Wichita, Kansas, where the high is 106. Hopefully it cools off soon. I'm tired of it. I don't like I don't like when it's too hot like this. The temperature set a new record in Britain today where it reached 104. This doctor is seeing patients with heat-related illnesses. It's people who haven't been using sunblock or sun protection and that we've seen a lot of burns. Some quite severe, particularly children, elderly people, dehydration. The head of the UN Weather Agency says he hopes the heat wave in the UK serves as a wake-up call to lawmakers and voters to pay more attention to climate change. The WHO says COVID cases have tripled across Europe in the past six weeks. Infections are also soaring in and around Los Angeles. CBS's Dr. David Agus. What we're not seeing in the U.S. or in Europe really is significant number of patients going in ICU or going on a ventilator. President Biden has signed an executive order aimed at imposing more penalties for detaining Americans abroad. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the new order will provide the U.S. government with more tools to deter hostage-taking or wrongful detentions. They include financial and travel sanctions on those responsible, whether they are a terrorist network or state actor. The State Department's also introducing a new risk indicator for Americans traveling overseas, warning them of wrongful detentions by a foreign government. The Secret Service is expected to hand over text messages today to congressional investigators from January 5th and 6th, after an internal watchdog reported some had been deleted. California Democrat Zoe Lofgren. It's hard to believe that you would go forward in a transition, you do a factory reset of the phones of agents and not back up the data. I mean, that who does that? The head of a big bank talking about the R word. Goldman Sachs CEO and chairman David Solomon said on CBS Mornings, a recession is not a sure thing. I'm concerned about the possibility of a recession. It's not clear. It's not baked in the cake that there's going to be a recession. But there's no question, given the inflation that we have in our economy, you're seeing a tightening of economic conditions, and there is certainly a chance that that can lead to recession. He says it's partly dependent on the Fed's future actions. Wendy Gillette, CBS News, New York. Amazon filed a lawsuit against Facebook Group administrators today, alleging they acted as fake review brokers in exchange for money or free products. The Dow is up 316 points. This is CBS News. Need to hire quality candidates fast? You need Indeed, the end-to-end -end hiring solution. Attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Get the top news of the day straight to your inbox. Sign up for WTOP's breaking news email alerts. Go to WTOP.com slash alerts. Ten oh three. welcome into WTOP. It is a hot Tuesday, July 19th. We're already at 77, going up to the low 90s today. Good morning, I'm Deborah Feinstein. And I'm Maurick Lewis with the top local stories we're following this hour. 
Campaign 2022 on WTOP. Today is primary day in Maryland, and candidates are sprinting the finish line in a race that may feel more like a marathon. Our team coverage begins now with WTOP's Kate Ryan. Today's primary smack dab in the middle of summer vacation season comes after a redistricting battle. Nikki Charlson with the Maryland State Board of Elections on what we can expect once the polls close at 8 p.m. We'll have our usual rolling results from election day. They'll start coming in in the smaller counties, maybe 9, 9.30. But the count of mail-in ballots won't even start until Thursday morning. Marylanders are voting for governor, attorney general, comptroller, state lawmakers, members of the U.S. House, and one Senate seat. There are also county executive seats, council members, and school board races on the ballot. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. And lots of voters are laser-focused on the race for governor. Here at this middle school in Germantown, Democratic and Republican voters are filling in their ballots to see who will replace Governor Larry Hogan. I'm hoping that whomever comes in can kind of either carry the mantle forward and do well as he did, or whomever comes in doesn't disrupt things too greatly. But this voter's glad Maryland still has term limits. We, we don't want anybody in place for too long. That's where... You don't get that change. You don't get that chance for opportunity. You don't get that innovation. Polls close tonight at 8 o'clock in Montgomery County. Neil Augenstein, WTLP News. And as voters in Prince George's County cast ballots today, they'll be weighing in on whether to give County Executive Angela Alsobrooks a second term. They'll also pick a handful of county council seats that could change the direction of the 11-member council. In four of the district seats, incumbent council members are stepping down due to term limits, and there are a number of newcomers vying for the seats that could change the makeup of the board. Last year, a six-member majority adopted a redrawn district boundary map that many saw as political gerrymandering. It was later thrown out by Maryland's high court. Again, polls in Maryland close at 8 o'clock tonight. For everything you need to know about today's primary elections, go to WTOP.com. A new bill being considered in the district would end the use of solitary confinement in the city's jails and youth detention facilities. Ward 3 Councilmember Mary Shea introduced the measure after two previous unsuccessful tries to end the practice. This bill would also end the D.C. jail's use of so-called safe cells designed to prevent self-harm, and it would ban any segregation of transgender inmates. The county, county council will reconvene in September and would have to pass the measure before it expires early next year. 10.06 in May, the governors of Texas and Arizona started sending buses filled with migrants to sanctuary cities, including here in Washington. Now D.C.'s Mayor Muriel Bowser says the district doesn't have the resources to handle everyone. It requires the federal response. Abel Nunez is the executive director of Central American Resource Center, one of the groups that helps migrants when they arrive at Union Station. He tells our news partners at NBC4 the mayor needs to take some responsibility. I understand her point that this is a federal issue and the federal government needs to provide more resources. But if she does not provide uh, some sort of resources so that we can receive them, they will eventually become the city's problem. And we're beginning to see that. The migrants have already been processed by the Department of Homeland Security and are awaiting court hearings. Coming up, traffic and weather, and then a teenager shot overnight in our area, 10.07. For more than 75 years, University of Maryland Global Campus has been helping military service members reach their next goal. 
Now, active duty military, reserves, their spouses, and dependents can qualify for the Military New Graduate Student Savings Program. Eligible students save 30% per credit on most master's degrees and graduate certificates. Find out if you qualify and learn more at umgc.edu.